All right, so good afternoon. Um, you're probably sleeping. You know, I do these things to get everything off my chest. It's been helping me. I, I'll, I'll say it's somewhat of a um, a uh, a good way to vent um, or to decompress. Uh, and just, I've been sleeping good doing this. So, you know, whether anybody listens to this or not, um, I don't really care. Uh, but I think there's some really good information that I'm going to share with you today. Uh, and it's not just biblical. So I won't always take that view, the biblical point of view, uh, because there are a million commentators out there with uh, all the uh, excitement happening in the world, the coronavirus, uh, civil unrest, um, just there's so many different things right now it's hard to keep track of it's something new every single day uh the riots and um you know the governors are all out to get us and so on and so forth and maybe that's true maybe it's not i don't know i just try to stick to the spiritual part of my um in my life um because through history evil has abounded there's there's always it's evil is always there's been these pinnacles where you know everything goes good for a while and then evil starts growing and growing and then you have something like the flood uh or sodom and gomorrah um, or even nineveh you know they repented but god was going to destroy me he's always warned god's always warned before he's destroyed remember that uh ananias when he stole peter warned him you know did you did you give all the money or did you keep some for yourself and then he died right there in front of the congregation and then his wife did as well uh if you know the story uh, I believe it's Acts chapter 2. Um, but what I want to share with you is just, you know, kind of a recap of the absurdity of people in power trying to impose their will uh, on us and somewhat become God. Um, and they're using different tactics and different measures, but it all seems orchestrated, which I truly believe it's from the enemy, from Satan, because I just don't think man is this uh, coordinated because all these individuals across the country and across the world just seem to move like like the wave you know they they like a wave or just in sync with each other almost like like their program like they're robots um or of satan you know that's that's debatable so um i think too many people were watching cnn or fox you know because you're you know i'm talking about both sides um and most of the people are just of the world. They're taking the worldly view and not the spiritual view. Well, I'm going to try to give you the spiritual view. And you may not care, may not want to hear that because it's not as juicy as the other stuff. But there's some good uh, information that I think we need need to know as Christians. Um, uh, I think some, some of the following that I'm going to share with you have taken place. Um, and uh, uh, some of them are trying to work on imposing their ideological views on us. So either way, uh, we're either in a judgment period, like the days of Noah or Sodom and Gomorrah, or everyone has lost their minds. <laughs> Have you? Uh, it's one or the other. So here we go. So um, uh, here's another thing. I, I, I would recommend this. If there's some independent news networks out there that you can still read, uh, libel laws. So libel laws were something used um, actually under the Obama administration that got rid of libel laws. Um, and not trying to say anything towards President Obama, um, but what I'm saying during that administration, they got rid of them. And what libel laws are is you could be held liable for giving uh, propaganda or using propaganda, fake news. Um, that's why I think you hear fake news from President Trump all the time. Um, but 
it's hard to trust anything anymore. So um, I think we need to reintroduce libel laws to hold people accountable. And within, I think, 24 hours, if they didn't, you could sue them or shut them down. So you would have somebody, if they gave false information the next day, they would come back out and actually um, uh, correct uh, what they, they said and, and give you the truth. Um, but here's some good outlets. They're independent outlets. One is the Epic Times, or they call them e Epoch Times. It's E-P-O-C-H, I believe. Uh, so I call it the Epic Times. Uh, the Federalist. Uh, you you got to look up the Federalist newspaper. Um, or there's guys out there in, in Rush Limbaugh. I, I know he's, you know, hated by the left right now. But there was a, there was a time where uh, the left actually were okay with Rush Limbaugh. And they were okay with uh, uh, Andrew Clavin. Um, these are two individuals that I think do a great job of um, commentating on on what's happening in society. There's also uh, a lot of other individuals like Ben Shapiro. I um, I don't know. I, I just I think those two guys, Rush Limbaugh and Andrew Clavin, take a pretty good approach. Um, praying for Rush, he's uh, has I believe it's stage stage four cancer that he's dealing with. So praying for him and his family during this time. But those are just a little bit of um, uh, news outlets that you can look up uh, or listen to on YouTube. Uh, Andrew Clavin is kind of like my favorite one right now. K-L-A-V-E-N. I kind of enjoy listening to him. So um, so here, here we go. So the first one, abortion. So I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, the, in these states I'm going to name, there's no uh, gestational limits on abortion, meaning they can actually allow abortion up to nine months um, under certain circumstances. That's how they begin it, right? They they impose it, they get it passed, the law passing, and they, under these medical conditions, um, and then you know uh, they can you know reintroduce law later or amend the law and uh, and allow, allow horrific amount of abortions. Um, but anyways, the 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 ones that we have here. Uh, the, there's eight of them now. So there's Alaska, Alaska that's ran by a rhino Republican, um, Colorado, which is ran by a Democrat, New Hampshire, which is a, another rhino Republican, uh, New Jersey, which is a Democrat, New Mexico, which is a Democrat, New York, which is obviously a Democrat, uh, Oregon, uh, which is a Democrat, um, uh, Vermont, which is a rhino Republican and Washington DC, which is a Democrat. Um, so there's, you know, Democrats and Republicans both in, in charge of these states that actually allow abortions up to nine months, um, which I believe is, is, uh, is, is it's disgusting and, and by far the worst genocide uh, in human history and on the planet. And we will be held accountable for that. Um, or if you participate in that, you'll be held accountable for that. Or if you've done and participated in one, repent of it. You know, ask the Lord for forgiveness. You know, we, we, we too often forget that we can go to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. Don't go to a man. There's no man that can forgive your sin. There's only one, and that's Jesus Christ that became the propitiation. He became the replacement. He became the one and only one that can actually clean, you know, clean yourself and, and, uh, and uh, that's a terrible way to say it, that can cover you of your sins. Uh, so I wanted to share that with you. Um, but here's here's one that I think is just as sick because it's just got introduced. It's hot off the presses um, out of California, Democratic state, uh, ran state, um, and it's called the SB 145 bill. You can look this up and listen to the argument. It's it's it, it'll make your stomach turn, especially if you're you're a parent. 
So this was passed in California this week, which allows, now allows 24-year-old men to sleep with 14-year-old girls. And now people would argue and say, no, 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 you can still get in trouble for that. The thing is, you can no longer put that 24-year-old 24, 24 on a... Um, uh, uh, on a watch list or, uh, you know, they have, um, uh, license plates for some of these folks and, and, um, you know, to track them and make sure that they're, you know, they're not trying to prowl and, um, and impose their will on, on little girls. But the girl that's actually arguing, uh, on behalf, uh, or that's actually arguing against this, the other girl that argued for it, she didn't care. She was just trying to get it through. The other girl, you can tell she was, she had liberal views. She really didn't seem like she was that bothered by, you know, certain parts of the bill. But this is where she drew the line. And this is the problem with Americans and, and the world today. So she said, if we were to think that a 24 year old, that it's okay for a 24 year old to sleep with a 14 year old, then we have pretty much lost our mind. And I agree with that. You know, I don't care if you're 20 years older, if you're, you know, as long as they've gone through high school and they're 18, they can make their decisions. I don't even think that's good, uh, although it happens. Um, or if they go through college and, and, and bump their head a little bit, trip and fall and scrape their knee uh, in order to make a decision uh, to be with an, a, an older person. Um, we can see that there's there are wicked wicked people out there that will fully take advantage of this and not just that this opens the door to case law and challenging this uh or i'm trying to amend this later to allow age uh, the age gap to increase based off this, the discriminative ide ideas um like 12 year olds and 50 year olds uh if if there's somewhat of a uh, relation maybe the 50 year old builds a bond with a 12 year old and then stays it says they love them and they care for them and you know whatever the case it is and she thinks that it's okay and then you know if that law is passed then you know that would be a, a very sick um scenario but uh now that this law has been passed it's possible so obviously this is this is uh, another democratic state um, uh, that has passed uh, such a disgusting law uh, to no longer um, put um, a 24-year-old on a, uh, a list of pedo pedophiles um, if they were to sleep with a 14-year-old. Let that sink in for a second. So you have the abortions, the late-term abortions, and now eight states and increasing. Um, and now, now they pass uh, SB 145, um, which is just... Uh, appalling and beyond me that uh, human beings would allow such a thing but we, we we are in a wicked fallen world so I guess it shouldn't shock me so moving on to the next one Harvard law professor I've talked about this before Elizabeth um, Bertholet, uh out of Harvard Law School wants to shut homeschooling down and says that get this that government should never allow that much power over the powerless Yes, she's referring to your kids, our children. Uh, so, and yes, I guess I would agree. As long as that uh, that homeschool is not public-based homeschool program where they're trying to do their ideological views. Um, and I've heard several parents during this uh, this COVID-19 pandemic uh, that said that the curriculum is garbage 
um, and it was more of a basic homework assignment and that they were all getting A's on it. Uh, it was not challenging their child at all. Um, now, I do know good conservative teachers, I will say that, but we do know that 99% of the school systems are made of, of, of Democrats that vote 100% down the line for Democrats. There has to be a balance of conservatives and liberals. When we talk about trying to find a balance and having being able to um, meet at the aisle and have good conversations, good healthy conversations, especially with our children, this is why we took our kids out of school um, because they took the Bible out of school. Um, people don't realize that the original school, there was no history. So it was Bible school. Uh, they were in churches and eventually they grew and um, ideas changed and it turned into where we're at today. Um, I 100% believe that the Bible needs to be put back in school. There is no separation of state and church. Uh, I'm sorry, of state and church. Government just can't impose its will on churches. That's what we see in John MacArthur's church out in, out in California. Uh, they can't impose their, uh, their views on them. Uh, they can't draw the line, but Biblically speaking, the Ten Commandments used to be uh, at the government at our White House has been removed. Um, the law has been based off biblical views, and so when we think that there's this um, systemic racist white folks that actually came up with these laws, no, no, it was based off the Bible. Um, Judeo-Christians actually that came here founded this land, and we can sit here and talk all day long and argue about the evil that happened uh, during this time. Yeah, there was a lot of evil back then. I mean, you're talking about if you were in a you know a field and you saw some men walking towards you, they they were com probably coming to mean they were coming. They probably meant business. Uh, there was wars here, revolutionary war. Um, you know, my uh, my father's side was Choctaw Native American, so uh, I had a lot of Choctaw in me. Um, uh, my mom is 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 Italian and Slovak, so. She's Italian, so I, I don't know what that makes me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mutt. Most of us are, are mixed. I mean, there's not much you can say about that, but we don't realize that everything that was founded in on this planet from the beginning was from the Bible. God created the heavens and the earth. He's the one that sets up kings and replaces kings. He's the one that came down to earth to teach us how to live as Christians, how to walk through this life and love our brethren and sistren and to submit to him and his will. And something happened. Something changed to where it got to the point where we're at today. And as all these super intelligent people are trying to solve the problem, can't you figure out at this point it's not carnal, it's not worldly, it's spiritual? That's the view I'm taking. How about the churches closing in states where 150,000 babies are, are aborted every year in California, and yet all the churches are closed? You're allowed to peaceful protest, but you can't have church service. And now, with the CDC updating the, the numbers for COVID-19, saying that only 6% of the deaths across the nation actually accounted for COVID-19, that means it's roughly 9,000 people. I just told you 150,000 babies died. And, um, and uh, to put that in perspective, I think there's been three, there was 3,000 people that died in all of Ohio from COVID-19, supposedly. 
I'm not 100% sure that there's even a COVID-19 at this point. I don't even know if it's real because it's such a, a minute number. Um, or is, uh, f- there's over 5,000 people uh, that have died from, uh, from drug overdoses um, just in Ohio. So 5,200 people, I believe, and uh, 3,000, 30-some hundred people that died from COVID-19. So we're having, we probably have our views are worldly. And that's why I think folks are struggling with trying to understand the mindset of these individuals backing this. Um, they want to be considered good people. That's why people wear the mask all the time. They, they don't want to be considered bad people. We can no longer say that, uh, that this thing is so dangerous that, um, that I'm, I'm going, that I should be in full-fledged panic mode. It's not the bubonic plague. This is not, uh, the, the average person that died across America was 80 years old and all of them had underlining issues. So we're at a point where, you know, we have to understand, is this spiritual or, or is it, or is it worldly? I mean, is it, is it spiritual? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Do you read your Bible? Do you pray? Do you ask the Lord for direction during these troubling times? Or are you just walking through life, just trying to test everyone, especially now, everybody's a lot of tough guys. You walk into stores and a lot of people aren't wearing masks anymore. You know, that's your, that's your, that's your prerogative. I carry one with me. If someone asks me to wear it, I put it on. If not, I don't care. I said from day number one, when this thing first came out and they said it was 99.9% survivable. I said, there's something else to this. It was worldwide and they shut everything down. I believe it's spiritual and I believe it's a warning from the Lord. God has never destroyed without warning first. And whether this is the final judgment or this is just the beginning of judgment to come, you need to be ready. I need to be ready. That's why I'm up this late talking to you. I don't even know if this is going to help you, but I know it's helping me. It gets me to type. It gets me to get into my word. I'm so thankful that I have the Bible and even this outlet to be able to release all the frustration and stress. I mean, late-term abortion, SB 145, closing down churches, closing down homeschooling, And I can go on and on and on forced vaccinations. I can go on and on and on. And those that are not believers, they're going to follow along because their father is of Satan, not of God. You have to keep in mind, it wasn't Pontius Pilate that condemned Jesus. He wiped his hands of him, said, I find no, I cannot condemn this man. I find no evil in him. It was the church of that day. It was the people that not too long ago were yelling, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then approved of him being nailed to a cross. It was part of his plan, though. I mean, that thief on the cross next to him that was throwing blasphemies at him, that's a good picture of the world. But the other thief, ah, the other thief, He's up here for nothing that he did. We're up here for stealing and doing all the stuff that we did. Lord, remember me. Remember me. And Jesus tells him in that day he will be with him in paradise. 
How exciting is that? We have an opportunity to be a witness to the kingdom of God. I'm going to continue to share these messages. I don't know if they're beneficial, but they are to me. And I'm learning so much. I'm thankful. I'm getting back into Revelation chapter um, uh, 7, 14, 17, 18, and 19. And sharing that, uh, you know, uh, the 144,000 that are sealed during the church age. That there's scripture that that the Lord shares with us that shows that there's a multitude of people after the tribulation that will be saved or during the tribulation that would be saved that no man can number. This is a this is a time. It's during persecution when people turn to the Lord. It's not during times where it's 85 and sunny out and you got money in the bank and everything's good. These are scary times. Amen. <laughs> it's scary. But this is the time where the tr- the Christian, the true believer becomes active that just has a daily desire to please the Lord, that wants to be the hands and feet. I don't even know if I am the hands and feet, but I'm trying. You can try too. The Lord needs, we need the Lord. The Lord can use you as he can use me. Look at your children if you have them. Look at other children if you don't have them. Look at our friends, look at our family. What is at stake here? This is not about voting. I'm voting for President Trump. I'm open and honest about that. He's the most pro-life president we've ever had. Say whatever else you want to vote. Call me a one-issue voter. To the true Christian, that's the only issue. We We can't be for somebody that's for a late term abortion. If you want me voting for the other side, get your party right. Because... There ain't no, no true Christian that's going to vote for for abortion. It's just not going to happen. But if he doesn't win, if President Trump doesn't win, are you ready? Are you ready for whatever's going to come? You hear 75% taxes. You hear churches are going to close. And maybe it's not. But what if it does? You shouldn't care. You need to be obedient unto death. And most people don't want to hear that. They don't want to accept that. I confuse people that are on the left and right. Because I'm right in the middle. That's not being lukewarm. My goal is to share that they're both wrong. And there's only one that's right. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'd like to close in prayer. And hopefully um, you look into some of these things. Because tomorrow's never promised. And there's another person out there that just needs to hear the truth of the gospel. May you be that light. May we be that light. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much for this opportunity. As you tell us that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us when we are struggling to try to know what we're supposed to pray for, I just pray for that today. Father, you know. You know what we need. You know how to equip us. You know what we're supposed to do. I pray that we can continue to submit to you and just be thankful for our next breath. And if everything's taken away from us, that we can just find joy in knowing that what's to come after this life is everlasting. We are undeserving. 
but we are thankful. Father, be with the, the struggles, the str people struggling. Be with the lost. Be with those hurting. Be with those that are f afraid. Be with those, those families that have no idea what's going to happen. Father, help, help us have all full confidence in you and all our trust in you. We're repenting, uh, repent of the evil that we do against you and help us to just stay focused on you during this time. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So it's time to go. I don't know if I'll be on here tomorrow, but I don't know. The last two days have been nice just to share some of the truths and this exciting stuff going on. I'm tired. It's almost midnight. God bless you. <laughs> May the Lord keep that desire on your heart to read the Bible and to pray. <laughs>